Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and efficient, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. Thank you for joining us this evening, this or tonight, or in the morning, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out and taking time out of your schedule to uh, hear what we have to say. We are uh, presented by Minute Media. We are part of the Minute Media Podcast Network, and we are delighted that you want to sit around and talk some Atlanta Hawks basketball with us. We are talking about the Hawks' the latest collapse. Well, it's not really a collapse, because in order to collapse, you would have had to have been on top. (laughs) But the Hawks drop a heartbreaker to the Orlando Magic. 104 to 98, and I I was going to entitle this podcast, and I was going to say something about the College Park Skyhawks and the Orlando Magic G League. I forget who their G League team is, but a lot of G Leaguers out there tonight. <laughs> a lot of G Leaguers out there tonight, and it was it was a tough watch. I, I'm I'm just going to be real with you guys. It was a tough watch. <sighs> But the Hawks drop another game uh, at home. I believe this is either six or seven in a row. And um, the the Sharks are circling. I'll just say that. The Sharks are circling. And uh, it's not a happy time if you're a Hawks fan. It's not a happy time for the Hawks if you're a Hawks fan. Um, we're going to get into all of that. We're going to get into all of that again. If you're, if you're new to the show, thank you for checking us out. This is the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, E-Dub. We're going to talk Atlanta Hawks basketball. We are going to hear some sound from Nate McMillan a little bit later. Um, we have some fan feedback. Going to be reading some of your tweets later on. We'll talk takeaways from tonight's game. And uh, we'll just give it to you in the flavor that we normally do. But um, a big part of what we do is on the social media, social media platform. So make sure you're following us. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hawks Beat. Also, 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 uh, last but definitely not least, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. 
go to uh, anywhere you get your podcast, anywhere they stream, Spotify, TuneIn. Uh, I believe we're even on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast. Uh, go by, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, if you really want to help us out, if you really, really want to help us out, swing by Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, and let us know what you love about the show. You can, hey, you can let us know what you hate about the show. As long as you give us those five stars. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it, it, this was a tough one tonight. This was a tough one. And, and I'll say it was a tough one because this was a winnable game, guys. Like, I mean, I think it was fair. Both teams had guys out, a, a number of guys out. Um, I mean, let's start with the Hawks. I mean, Kevin Herter was a late scratch. Um, he went into health uh, protocols. At the last minute, and that kicked the kicked the number of Hawks and protocols up to six. So you have Trey, you have Kevin, you have Capella, Gallo, TLC, and Lou Will all in health and safety protocols. Um, in order for them to return, they have to have two negative tests, twenty four hours apart. So here's what we're not going to do, guys. We're not going to trivialize this pandemic. We're not going to trivialize the pandemic. We're not going to, and, and, and no, this is no disrespect. Somebody came on mentions. It was like, yo, they're messing things up over a cold. So we're not going to do that. Like, and, 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 I, and I'm kind of sensitive to that because I, people that I know and people that I love, have died from this disease. So on a personal level, like don't come up in here saying like this is just a cold because it's not. Like people have died from this. So like if people don't want to take it responsibly, if they you know don't want to get vaccinated, like that's on them. It's whatever. But we're gonna take this thing responsibly. And I think that <sighs> could the NBA do more? I don't know. Like possibly, I don't have the answers. Do I think that they probably need to pause the season and maybe take a two-week break or something or three-week break? That probably would be helpful. But again, the money, <laughs> right? Like the money, it's not, going to, it's not going to be advantageous for them to do that. They definitely ain't coming off them Christmas games. They definitely not doing that. Like they're going to have to be damn near DEFCOM 6. To cancel them Christmas games. They're going to be. They're going to play them Christmas games. If they got to suit up the cheerleaders. And the folks selling hot dogs. <laughs> in Knicks and Hawks gear. Them games are going to be played. Do you hear what I'm saying? They are going to be played. So. I think the NBA is just doing what they got to do. Obviously. When they went to more testing. More people are going to be found out with having the disease. I think what gets lost is you have to find a balance. You have to find a balance with the reality that this thing is not going anywhere. This is going to be with us. And so, like, I don't think there's any way you can really you can really stop the spread. I mean, there's ways that you can kind of try to, but like, you're not going to stop it. So, I mean, do you get to a point where you're just like, look, man, if you're not if you're not symptomatic, like you can just play. 
You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's like a tier two you can go to with guys who got it and are just like non-symptomatic. And I, I don't know. Like, I, 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 this isn't something that I have the answers on. So I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Hawks had six guys in 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 COVID protocols. They also had uh, some guys that are still out. You had DeAndre Hunter that's still out. You got Hill that's gone for the year. Um, one guy that did make his return though was Bogey. Bogey came back. And uh, Nate said after the game that Bogey was on a pitch count, 16 to 20 minutes. Uh, they went over that a little bit. <laughs> Nate, he chipped me out after the press conference. I mean, after, uh, like, during the press conference. Nate was like, yeah, Bogey was 16 to 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, we tried our best. You know, he played 21, 21 minutes, 54 seconds. So they were over just a little bit. But no one's going to bust them before for that. So. Um, initial thoughts, like initial takeaways from the game. And we'll do takeaways a little bit later. But my initial takeaways when I saw the starting five, and the Hawks started a starting five of DeLon Wright, Skylar Mays, Cam Reddish, John Collins, and Gorgie Jang. My initial thought was Skylar Mays? <laughs> like, why is Skylar out there? Why, what, like, what's going on? Like, why is Skylar starting? Then I looked at who was available, and I was like, oh, Okay, that's why Skyler is starting. There are no other wings, right? Like you can't, like you could have maybe started Bogey, but he's on a twenty-minute pitch count, right? So you start him, you're gonna use up all his minutes, and he's gonna be out there playing with some guys that he ain't played with, and it, it'll be a mess. You can't start Bogey. You can't. You can't start Lance because he just got here. You know what I mean? And so, I, like that's it. <laughs> like that's it. So you kind of had to start Skyler. Skyler played nine minutes the game and took one shot. Listen, let me tell you something, Skyler. If you're listening to this podcast, Skyler Mays, if you are going to be starting at the two-guard position and you get nine minutes, you better damn well throw up more than one shot. Listen, you need to throw up some more shots, man. <laughs> I, I mean, in... And obviously, you know, the obvious plan was to run the offense through John and John John and Cam tonight. And, I mean, that worked for what they were going to. Like, they had good games, but nobody else balled. Nobody else balled. Like, nobody else got into 10. No one else got in double figures. Just those two. So, you're top heavy. You're top heavy. I'm going to play some sound from Nate McMillan a little bit later. But he was like, look, you know, John had a good game. Cam had a good game. But you can't win. With just two guys, you need a collective effort. And I think that was the difference in the game. The Magic, they had one, two, three, four, five guys in double figures. And the sixth guy had an eight. They had two guys with eight. So they almost had seven guys in double figures. They're scoring, which much more well-rounded. And, uh, yeah, they had guys out too, man. So, like, there's no excuses. Absolutely no excuses. We are going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to get into game observations and uh, much more. You listen to the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub. We'll be right back. All right, folks. We are back. Hawks Beat Podcast. Uh, it's your boy, Edub, man. Talking about another Hawks loss to the Orlando Magic. Uh, final score, 104 to 98. Let's just go into some game observations uh, take a look at some of these notes that I took while watching the games. Um, I knew this game was going to be muddy. 
And to be honest with you, I thought the Hawks probably should have muddied it up a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I, it's tough, right? It's tough to play together with guys you haven't played with. Tendencies, NBA players are, are creatures of habit uh, on and off the court. And when you play with guys that you're not really used to playing with, um, I knew it was going to be bad. I didn't know it was going to be this bad. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I mean, from the outset, you know, they go to John Collins, like the first two plays of the game in the post. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's nice. We'll see how long that went. That goes. And then they didn't. <laughs> right. Cam gets a couple early buckets. And it was obvious that uh, it was going to be the John Collins and Cam Reddish show. And not much else. Uh, it was a lot of bad basketball in that first quarter. Uh, <laughs> the notes that I have for the first quarter after like the John Collins and Cam Reddish stuff, I just simply wrote down bad basketball. Yeah, it was bad, guys. I mean, I'm not. There's no way to sugarcoat it. We're not going to uh, overanalyze it to death. Hawks scored 20 points in that first quarter. Uh, Cam and John had 14 of them. <laughs> they had 14 of them. Uh, yeah, it was it was a very forgettable quarter. To be honest with you, second quarter was much of the same. It, it it was it was actually probably even worse. It was actually probably even worse for the Hawks. Uh, Hawks shot thirty percent in that quarter, twenty eight uh, percent from three. It just I I thought that Cam Reddish had a bad second quarter, and I thought Cam Reddish was the best scorer the Hawks had on the night. So, yeah, so if Cam wasn't having a good quarter, then the Hawks weren't having a good quarter. And that was the quarter Cam didn't have a good quarter. He was 1 of 5, only had 3 points. Uh, Gorgie Gant Jang had 8 points in that quarter to lead the Hawks, and I didn't think he had a good night at all. I didn't think he played well on either side of the ball. Uh, On one of my notes, I wrote that Gorgie Jang is a third-string center, and I need to be reminded of that. I need to be reminded that I need to be reminded that he is the third string center. There is a reason why he is a third string center. Uh, And tonight the Hawks started their third string center. So when the third string center starts, he's going to still play like a third string center. And let us just remember that Uh, going into the half, the magic had a 10 point lead and like Nate said, they had control of this game. I never thought that the Hawks had any type of control or consistency. But for whatever reason, the Orlando Magic team seemed to just be playing a little bit more together than the Hawks. They just seemed to be playing a little bit more together. The Hawks start to make it uh, a little bit more competitive in the third quarter. Um, after... <laughs> After <laughs> the Magic go and balloon that lead up to about 20. I think that's when it happened. I think it was in the third quarter. Let me go and check my notes. Lee got up to about 20 in the third quarter. They go on a 7-0 run, and it was it was bad. It was bad. Um, the unit that caught a little rhythm in that third quarter. I thought that nate was kind of searching for something outside of just john and cam like john and cam are like okay like they gonna get them shots up that's what it's gonna be i thought that nate was looking for a group of guys to catch a little bit of a rhythm and in the third quarter you kind of got that you kind of got it with the group of delon Wright, bogey 
Cam, Lance, and JC. Like, there could be an argument that that might should be your starting five going in the next game. I know it's probably not going to be because Bogey's probably still going to be on, on a pitch count. And I don't foresee Lance starting, even though he probably should. <laughs> I thought Lance played good. Like, Lance didn't score, but Lance is a playmaker. Lance is a pro, and Lance is a really good distributor. Like, I really liked what I saw out of Lance tonight. When I was when, I, when Lance was on the court, I felt a sense of comfort watching, like, that unit out there. Like, I knew he's not going to do nothing. Well, I'm not going to say he's not going to do nothing dumb. We all know Lance. <laughs> Make him dance, Lance. That's my guy. But I thought Lance played well. Like, I, all things considered, like, coming out, out of the blue and just rolling with a squad, I thought he played well. But I thought that was the best rhythm of the night. The, the group that he had with DeLon, Bogey, Cam, Lance, and John Collins, I thought that was your best unit. You went back to it in the fourth quarter, but I think it was too late. It was a little bit too little, too late. And by that time, they weren't getting stopped, so it didn't really matter. So after the lead gets up to 20, that group cuts it down to, like, I think nine after a three, right? So the fourth quarter begins, and you got to give some guys a blow, you know? You got to give them guys a blow. You got to give them some rest. And you start the fourth quarter with a lineup of some of the young guns. Sharif, Cam, Lance. Uh, the Johnson kid and Jang. The the note that I have beside that five, not good, not good. Uh, they started the fourth quarter off, and it just you're not getting stops, and not only are you not getting stops, but uh, they're scoring, they're scoring. You can't do both. And Nate has said repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly that when this team doesn't score offensively, it affects them defensively. I don't know if that's a young boy thing or whatever this case may be, but that's what happened with that group. So he tries to put those guys back in with DeLon and, and Bogey, Cam, Lance, and JC, but it's just it just doesn't work. They're not getting stops. Like, they cut it down to 10 at the 329 mark. They cut it down, and then it goes, like, maybe down, I think, 7, I think, with, like, 2.5. It was just simply too little too late. Simply too little too late. And um, one other note in that fourth quarter, uh, Anyaka Okongu had a really good defensive fourth quarter. And what made me think, okay, come moving forward, once you get your guys back, like, to me, this is your big, like, this is your defensive guy going forward. Like, I don't want to see no more in the in, in the fourth quarter. Like, not if Onyeka is, is, if he's healthy, nah, man. You got to go with the Kongu, man. You got to go with the Kongu because he is better than Clint when it comes to moving his feet. Like, if, if, if Okongu is out on the wing, gets matched up against a big, I trust him a lot more to move laterally than I do um, Clint Capella. Um, that's just me going for it. Nate's going to do what Nate wants to do, but. Yeah, man. Okongu is for me in the fourth quarter. That, that, that That's it for me. I would like to see a lot more of Okongu minutes when it comes down to the fourth quarter. 
One thing that we do here at the Hawks Beat, if you're new to the podcast, if you're not new, you know what time it is, man. <laughs> it's time to hear what the fans have to say. And this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast. We go to Twitter and read some of your responses. So after each game, I ask you guys, what are your thoughts, your takeaways after the game? And I, I love to just get a feel from what Hawks Twitter thinks the emotions uh, i like to get them right after the game there's no wrong answer i just i just want to hear what you guys got to say i just like to hear what y'all got to say and so let's go to twitter and again if you're on twitter make sure you're following us at hawks beat hawks beat is all one word and uh let's see what you guys had to say bing little muggy on twitter he says Start Cam, let Jalen Johnson learn some hard lessons with more minutes. I'm with that. I'm with that. I'm okay with them starting Cam. I'm okay. I mean, I, I know from the outset, Nate has said he wanted Cam to anchor that second unit. But here's the thing, guys. You can start Cam. You can start him. And personally, again, I think I'm not really big into who starts a game. I'm more into what minutes did you play? Did you close the game? Did you play during a pivotal point in the game? To me, that matters more than just who's starting. That's me. Um, so here's the thing. If you start Cam, you're taking him off that second unit, and you're putting TLC there. So, you know, do you want to distribute the power that way or... Do you just want him to start because you like him? And I'm not like, I, that's, just an, that's just an honest question. And I don't think there's a wrong answer. I think that there is an argument for starting Cam Reddish. There is a very valid argument for starting Cam Reddish. And there is a, a extremely more valid argument for getting him more minutes. I'm not, I'm not arguing against either one of those. Um, but yeah, if you take him off that second unit, that second unit is going to look really bad. Like, probably worse than it's already looking now so just something to think of um at not new to this on twitter says okongu has the highest ups uh let me see okongu has the highest ups i guess he wants to say upside uh defensively on the team yeah again uh i thought okongu was really good uh going uh going into the fourth quarter um, ATL Hawks Nation says he's going to be a load when he puts it together. He's talking about a Kongu. Um, ATL Bobby C. He said it's a COVID game. Try again tomorrow. Hopefully, we found something that will work in our favor tomorrow. Now that is a very level-headed response <laughs> for a fan. You know, uh, they've said winning is hard in this league. Like all these guys are really good. And you can make an argument that even some of these G League guys are good, right? Like, I know I bang on them. And tonight was not good basketball. But it wasn't good basketball because these guys aren't good. It's It was bad basketball because they haven't played together, right? Like, they haven't played together. So that's why it was bad basketball. But these dudes can hoop. All of them. All of them. Brad Jarrett, 67, my guy. Brad said, evaluation game. Hopefully, it causes a reallocation of minutes. Have to keep getting healthy 
and a harp on defense. Hey, I'm with you, Brad. I'm with you, bro. That's the same thing I said. I am DJ Yogi. That's my guy right there, man. He's always a big supporter of the show. Uh, my guy, DJ Yogi. He says, Cam Reddish has an issue with locking in properly, but I think Nate's hardline stance about ending development for young players will set this team back a year. Ooh, okay. He needs to be more like water and how he grooms this roster. Long story short, give Reddish more minutes. Okay. Very valid argument. Anybody that says Cam Reddish needs more minutes, I'm with it. I support that. I support that. Um, Let me see if I can grab one more. Let me see if I can grab one or two more in here. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Another guy says Cam should be starting. Uh, My guy, Dewan Goodwin, says, uh, as far as the takeaways are concerned, this final one I'll read. How much fun it is to watch Trey Hoop. Yeah, it was a a tough watch tonight. It was a tough watch tonight, but, hey, we all got through it, right? We we all got through it. Barely, but we got through it. Uh, We're going to take another quick break. On the other side, man, we're going to hear from Nate McMillan. What did Nate have to say after the game? And then we're going to wrap things up with some final takeaways. He'll put this podcast to bed. You're listening to the Hawksbeat Podcast. It's your man, E-Dub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Manscaped. Hey, guys. What's up? It's E-Dub. I know you guys have heard our Manscaped read by now, and I'm here to tell you, listen, it's not too late to get that below-the-belt trim that some of you are in desperately need of. Listen, Manscaped not only has top-of-the-line waterproof trimmers, to keep the hedges nice and clean, but they also have boxers, lotions, colognes to have you feeling and smelling so fresh and so clean. So head over to manscaped.com, use our promo code HAWKSBEAT for 20% off your entire order and free shipping. Once again, that promo code is HAWKSBEAT for 20% off and free shipping. She'll be glad you did. All right, folks, uh, final segment here at the Hawksbeat Podcast. Want to play some sound from Nate McMillan, um, just a, a clip or two. I always find that you can pretty much sum up Nate's f- thoughts in the first statement from what he says. So uh, let me go ahead and get that queued up for you. This is Nate McMillan after tonight's game against the Orlando Magic. <laughs> And Nate, when you look at a, a game like this, and sorry, over here, um, when you look at a game like this and, you know, you kind of get down in a hole like that in the first half, you know, is, is this one where you kind of just got in too big of a hole to be able to come back from in the second? Well, you know, you how did you get that hole? And it's, it's uh, just not uh, playing harder and it's not executing. And, and uh, you, you dig a hole for yourself, you know, but in when you get in a situation like that, you got to stay together got to stay together and you got to work your way out of it possession by possession uh that's on the defensive end of the floor uh as well as the offensive end of the floor you got to get stops and then offensively you need to uh, be organized and and execute your offense you know that team uh was really uh playing the same situation that we were playing and uh, a lot of guys out and uh i thought they had a better flow better rhythm uh, uh, they had the intensity. They brought the intensity for 48 minutes uh, tonight and pretty much controlled the game from start to finish. 
So there you have it. I mean, like I said, he he pretty much summed it up in that one question. We really didn't even need any other questions from Nate. Uh, more rhythm. They played together. They had control from beginning to end. Outside of that spurt in the third quarter, uh, they controlled the whole game, you know. And, again, we can get into is it coaching, is it personnel, is it this, is it that. Uh, it doesn't really matter, man. You're not getting the job done, right? You're not getting the job done. The coach isn't getting the job done. The players aren't getting the job done. There's no one singular person, I don't believe, that you can pin this on. Like, yeah, you can blame Nate. But, like, look, man, he was in the same situation as the other guy. You know, he, he's trying to throw these lineups together. He played the cards he was dealt. The Magic coach, he was dealt a pretty bad hand, too, you know? It's tough. Like, I mean, I'm not going to hold Nate to the fire on this. I mean, I already see the Sharks circling. <laughs> so some people, with the, with, they're calling for the man's head. They're calling for the man's head. I'm not, I'm not necessarily there yet. Uh, Nate isn't going anywhere, guys, unless this thing gets tremendously bad. Listen to me closely. Unless it gets tremendously bad, where Travis has no other no other choice but to fire Nate. Because if you fire Nate, you're going to have to keep on paying Nate. You're going to have to keep on paying him. So he's going to be here for at least two years. For at least two years. Unless things get just so bad that you just can't. You have no other choice. And I don't think it's, I don't think we're there yet. I just don't think we're there yet. It will be kind of crazy if they get to a point where they're 14 and 20. <laughs> I might have a little fun with that one. But, uh, you, know, you know, you just got to take a one game at a time. One game at a time. And, uh, yeah. So let's go to some takeaways uh, from tonight. Takeaways from tonight. Takeaways from tonight. Uh, I will say this, as far as my takeaways, I read yours, and let me give you mine. John Collins is probably, if I had to pick a favorite hawk, he probably would be mine. Uh, he is the most efficient player. He is the leader, the verbal leader. He is the energy guy. You need a guy like John Collins in your foxhole. However... John Collins is not a number two. He's not a number two. And in past podcasts, I've talked like, well, you know, there is a possibility that if they, you know, decide decide to to feed him and feature him, he could be a number two. Forget that. I didn't forget forget what I said. I, I, <laughs> he's not a number two man. He's simply not. He is a really good player. He could probably be an all-star this year if things sit right. It'd be a little tough, but um, but he's not a number two. And I'm going to give you two reasons why he's number two. He cannot create for himself, and he is not elite at creating for others. Number two options have to do at least one or two of those things, and he does neither. He doesn't create well for himself, and he doesn't create well for others second takeaway without trey who are you going to we need a bucket 
same problem that we've 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 been talking about about the issue of okay yeah number two you know could it be Cam Reddish? Yeah, you know, folks want to say it could be Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish, uh, but I'm not. I'm not there. I'm not. I'm, I'm done talking about Cam Reddish and potential. That conversation has been beat to death. I'm not doing that. I'm not talking about Cam's potential no more. Cam is what he is. Cam had a great game tonight. Not a good game. A great game. Career high in points. Shot the ball well. You know what I'm saying? Do I feel comfortable if Cam was uh, if Cam was at a place where he was my number number one or two scorer? Would I feel comfortable with that each and every night? Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <sighs> That's kind of just what it is, right? Um, your hope is that you get your guys back. Your hope is that you get your guys back and can uh, you know reel off some games. You're about to go on the road again. Now, it's, your, your road trip isn't going to be the gauntlet that it was before, but it is going to be, uh, you know, on the road. Hey, and that might be what the doctor ordered, right? Like, you lost, like, last six or seven at home. It might be just what the doctor ordered. So, before we wrap things up, let's take a look at the Hawks' schedule coming up. So, tomorrow, you got a back-to-back, a weird back-to-back, a home-away back-to-back. Those are crazy. Like, that's crazy. How you going to have a home-away back-to-back? Uh, tomorrow you play the Philadelphia 76ers. I have to – we'll wait and see tomorrow <laughs> to see who's available, who's not. But uh, if Joel Embiid is available, I tell you what, you're going to have your hands full. Going up to Philly, taking, the, taking care of the Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow. On Christmas, it's the Christmas game, you know, Saturday, Hawks, Knicks, you know, hopefully Trey will have his two positive tests and, you know, he can get back in the garden. That's been a game that the Hawks have had in their schedule all season long. Uh, big game, you know, uh, <laughs> you might be out there with Lance Stevenson. <laughs> just, it's crazy, yo. It's just a crazy time. And then Monday and Wednesday of next week, you have the Bulls uh, in town. And then you got a, a kind of a, not a really a back-to-back, but you got the Bulls at your place on Monday. And then you go play the Bulls on Wednesday. So those are the next four games for the Hawks, the 76ers, the Knicks, and two games against the Bulls. So, um, again, thank you for checking out the Hawks Beat Podcast. Make sure to leave us a rating. RT, uh, retweet, share the show. If you love the show, you know, tell a friend, you know. But uh, like we always say, guys, at the end of every podcast, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and get to know him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-B-E love. We out. Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.